You're listening to The Whole Testament, a podcast putting the Old and New Testaments back together. Today, we catch up with Dan and Lacey Phillips as they serve up a tasty treat, reflecting on how the Holy Spirit came into their lives and helped show them why the Old Testament matters so much. If you have questions and want to continue the conversation, send us an email at thewholetestament at gmail.com or leave us a comment. One, camera two, one, two. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the whole testament. Um, I'm super excited to have Dan and Lacey here with us tonight. Uh, they were actually on the dessert episode for the Shabbat series. Uh, however, that was pre-video. So if you're joining us on video, this is your first time to see Lacey. You may have seen Dan because he's... Been in at least one more or two other ones. Two, besides, two other ones. Yeah, yeah, so Dan's been in a couple of them. He's also our treasurer, chief financial officer. <laughs> We're going to call you, <laughs> you CFO, did. Dan. Yeah. You got a promotion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Congratulations. So, uh, yeah, he... he He's the one that's handling all your donations. All of you who are so kind to donate to us, he's the one he's keeping track of all that for us. So it's pretty awesome to have that. Um, and we're super excited to have them, and we're really thankful to have them in our lives. They're super good friends of ours and um, really blessed. So this is the dessert episode. Um, just a quick overview for anybody who might be just joining us. What are you? What are you giggling about? She was wiping a tear. Oh, because yeah, she did cry in a, in the one where Stephanie and I sat down with Jim and Beth. She did cry about her friends. Her friends had were leaving, and we were going to be all alone. These are our friends. They're our friends, <laughs> and they here. decided that they just couldn't <laughs> just couldn't leave us, so they stayed. We did leave. Yeah, we, we, we moved. <laughs> yeah. We were gone a month. We yeah. came back. God worked some it, really cool things out. Definitely God. It was yeah. some really cool things. And so they're here with us and we're able to do this podcast. We could have done it anyway, but so this is our dessert. And, and what we like to do for people that are just kind of joining is we try to split things up into three appetizer, entree, dessert. So the appetizer, um, Jim did an excellent job on teaching us about the connections between the holiday of Shavuot or the Feast of Weeks uh, in our Bibles and the um, day of Pentecost and to show how God did this amazing signs and wonders on the day of Pentecost that were the exact signs and wonders that he did on Mount Sinai when he gave the Torah. So he gave the Torah and then he gave the spirit at the beginning of what is, is the beginning stages of the new covenant where he says, I will write my laws on your heart. And then on the entree, what we do is we go in real deep. And so this, like we try to really chew on the theology and look at scripture and um, sometimes it gets a little heavy. This one felt like it was a pretty difficult one um, to to listen to. You may have to go through it a couple of times. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was very good, but it's going to take a few yeah. to, to yeah. sink in. Yeah. Um, there's a lot in there. I do encourage you to go through your scriptures and double check it all, you know. Um, but that's what we try to do. And then on the dessert, what we want to do is find some people whose story has um, 
follows along the same pattern of what we've been talking about. And so we invited Dan and Lacey because they have become um, good friends of ours and they've uh, joined us on the journey of saying, what does it look like to have the law written on my heart and and having the Holy Spirit in my life leading me and, and guiding me into what the commands of God are and embracing the Old Testament as more than just history, but maybe um, things that we need to be putting in place in our lives. Um, and so I did want to read this uh, out of 2 Corinthians chapter 3 in verse 14. It talks about, for this day, when they read the old covenant, and this is talking about people who are reading the Torah, taking the law without Jesus. For when they read the old covenant, that same veil remains unlifted because only through Christ is it taken away. So when they come to the text, they're they're veiled, which is crazy. The Old Testament without Jesus is veiled, right? That's why we call it the whole testament. We got to put those back together for it to really make any sense. Yes, to this day, whenever they read Moses, a veil lies over their hearts. But when one turns to the Lord, the veil is removed, which is now you're coming to the text. You're coming to the law, the Old Testament, the Old Covenant, whatever you language you want to use. And now this veil has been lifted and you see it differently because you see it through the eyes of Jesus, through the Holy Spirit, and it changes how you understand it. And now the Lord is the Spirit. And when the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all with unveiled faces, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another, For this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. And so when we've got this unveiled face, we now see the glory of the Lord in the Old Testament. And we see the power of the Spirit moving in us and it it shows us the glory of the Lord and then transforms us from glory to glory. So it's this process of moving us into becoming more and more like God. And over and over he says, be holy therefore as I am holy. And so that's like with the unveiled faces, we can now see the glory of the Lord. Um, and I love that glory to glory. I was talking with a listener uh, of the podcast before, just earlier today. And he was uh, talking about how he and his wife are starting to try to really try to keep Shabbat and and bring meaning to the, to the Sabbath. And um, almost... Every time I somebody starts talking to me about that, they always seem to they feel the need to apologize. Like, oh, we're not doing, we don't do it exactly like this, or we're not, you know, we're not like like you guys yet, or you know, whatever it is. And so I'm sure that you have people when they're asking you or talking to you about it, do the same thing. Um, and I was just able to just be like, hey, man, look, this is what what the scripture is saying is like we're moving from glory to glory. So. So wherever you were when you started as a follower of Jesus is a, is a place of glory. And then everything that you do to try to draw into more understanding of who God is, what his best desires are for us, what his, you know, what, who, who his character is, and we move into that is just a deeper level of glory. And so wherever you are, is, it's awesome. Right, it's like God is moving you, the Holy Spirit, whatever the Holy Spirit is leading you in, and you're following in obedience to Him in the Scripture, with an unveiled face is glory. 
So that's why I want to invite Dan and Lacey because when we met them, they were really good Christian people and they a cool story God brought them into our lives and then God began to, through the Holy Spirit's leading on your life, begin to take you down this path. And so we want to just kind of talk about that. So we can go to, you know, wherever you want to start, very beginning. It's a very good place to start. <laughs> Let's start at the <laughs> very beginning. Well, uh, I guess 10 or 11 years ago, um, got a job uh, here, which required a move. And um, when we moved, it was very difficult for us because we were at a point in our lives where we were just starting our family. And uh, we had one one-year-old and another one on the way. And... Uh, yeah, it's been a while. It's a long time. Yeah. Uh, things have changed since yeah. then. Yeah. Yeah. We have five now. Five. Okay. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we were, we were moving from a place of comfort. We had a set of grandparents in town. Um, the other set of grandparents is on the other side of the state. So actually we moved here to Cater. We're about halfway in, in between. But that meant that we were without grandparents here. And there goes really, all the free babysitting. Yeah. Yep. Yep, we haven't had that since we've lived here. No. That's okay. And we met through a friend that we had in Quincy. He was like, you should you should meet my friends when you go to Decatur because that's where he was from. I brought the kids over for a, a play group. Yeah. Um, you invited us over for Shabbat once and no idea what that was at the time. Uh-huh. And, and so what was that like? Uh, well. I'm always interested what people who have no concept, <laughs> because your background, your Catholic. religious background is Catholic. Yep. So that's a thing. Yeah. Yeah, so I've actually had two kind of turns in my mm. faith journey. Um, both have had their, their challenges at the point of turning. Um, but yeah, I... I probably was a little slower than Lacey was to really kind of grasp um, what what it all meant and how important and just really, I mean, frankly, life-changing. That um, decision to simply start uh, doing Shabbat, you know, for me, I, you know, I was very reluctant just... It was all about me. It was all about me, the things that I can't do anymore. And, you know, I've realized since then, obviously, that that's, that's the completely wrong way to look at it. You know, God gives us time to, to do what we need to get done. I just always like to do it on Saturday before <laughs> <laughs> mowing and those sorts of things. Um, and so what was it like when you, sat, when you came to the first Shabbat meal with us? What's going through your mind? Um, well, I, you know, I, I think I was looking, looking at it through this like veil of just ritual. Like I was focused on the ritual part of it and I didn't know that it was scriptural cause I hadn't really read my Bible and, you know, I, um, was always very passive in, in my faith. And, you know, I think that for me, uh, 
like I said, it took a little while, but you know, over time, I really think that's what gave me the spark to start studying, reading. Um, I mean, I think that's one been one of the biggest changes for me uh, is like I I I read every day now, and you know, I was telling you last night that I've got four things going on in parallel right now. I'm in four different areas of the Bible. And what that's, which I, I think it didn't happen on purpose. It's just kind of things started up at different times and I wanted to keep them all going. But what it's forced me to do, if you think about it, when you read through the Bible in a year, it's a year before you like revisit anything. But now it's like almost every day that I'm thinking about. And, and it's, it's, it's cool the way God has kind of lined up mm-hmm. too, because I can see, oh, I just read that yesterday. And um, there's a lot of good information out there too for us to get at now. There's really no excuse, I think, not to, to dig once, once that, you know, that surface has been scratched. You know, so what, t- I don't want to cut you off, but I'm going to. Um, <clears throat> so what, like, I'm always curious, like, um, not, not most of you are watching probably don't know Dan that well. Um, but for me, like, you, when we first met, were, like you said, very passive. Never talked about anything. They were in our small group for, a, it was a long time before, you know, you felt comfortable and you began, and so this this like slow movement from this doesn't I don't you know I'm a f- follower of Jesus and I play my guitar at church and I do what you know give my tithe and um, so I'm good goes to where you're like it's a big deal Dan you you would play guitar for like an hour every morning he's an amazing guitar player I'll brag on you because you you won't but he just play. For and and he gave like he had to cut out a lot of his practice time, which was super important to him. To and he gave it up to start reading the Bible at five in the morning, right? So what? How do you go from? I don't. What was the difference? What made the difference? Well, it this has been over the course of probably seven or eight years that you know I've I've been struggling with this and. You know, wrestling, wrestling, struggling. struggling. Yeah, wrestling's probably a better a better word. And you know, for me, like when Jesus died for our sins, when people would say that, and I'd go to church or whatever, and and that's you know, be, it would be such a focal point. But you know, I I'm a little embarrassed to admit, but like in my mind, there was almost like a like a so what in, in, in my mind? Like, what does that mean? Really, what does that mean? And when we started talking and in our small group started going through uh, things in more detail and, you know, we started use, uh, using the Torah class too, like all of that started to become a lot more real. And, and I can't really think of a better way to describe that. It's just it started to feel real to me. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a very analytical 
mind. I I like to reason everything out. And so when it, when it was starting to have reasons, I wanted to know more. Mm. And it's it's almost it's still growing. Mm. I want to know more. I want to know more. And you know, these these last couple of episodes of the podcast even like uh like Jim's that it blew me away. <laughs> Just <laughs> like the connections. Yeah. And you know, and I was I was talking with Lacey, like I always wondered about why are some of the holidays pilgrimage holidays? And you know, this this oneness of Israel that makes sense to me. So you start connecting that, like, all right, well, with Passover, everybody was to together in Jerusalem when Jesus died. Maybe they had to be there to either witness it or make it happen or I don't know. And so with Shavuot, everybody's together to get the Holy Spirit as the nations, Mm -hmm. right? And don't know, I I know that um, Sukkot Uh is also a pilgrimage holiday. That one hasn't been fulfilled yet, but it makes you wonder If there are connections to like the last battle, those sorts of things, like well, the rabbis say that at when the Messiah comes, everybody will come to Jerusalem and celebrate in one Sukkah. Mm-hmm. And if as we when we get to the Sukkot series on the holiday, the Sukkah is the right arm of God, which is the Messiah. So, mm-hmm. like that, all people will again gather as one in the embrace of the Messiah in Jerusalem. Yeah, but the the crazy thing for me is like, God, he imagined all this at the beginning. Yeah. So so humanity screws up and God launches this thousands of years long mission Mm -hmm. to end it back where it started. Mm -hmm. And it's all there. So... That's just wild to me. And I'm going to keep studying. I'm going to keep learning. <laughs> so Lacey has a little bit of a different story. Why don't you tell us your a little bit of your journey then? Um, so I, I, um, I mean, I grew up going to church all the time. And for me, a large part of it always felt like a quest maybe for knowledge or like, you know, if you know the most, you get the most bubble gum in class because uh-huh. we would have contests, you know, who, or who can get to this book of the Bible the fastest. And I was all about winning the competitions. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, uh, you know, I, I went to Bible college and um, felt for a long time like I know this. I know all this and I've known it for a long time and it's the same. It's always the same. Every week at church, nobody's going to say something that is going to surprise me. I know it all. You know what I mean? That, which I'm, I'm such a know-it-all. Um, I know exactly how you feel. <laughs> <laughs> and it started to feel really shallow to me. Um, and... I can remember we did 
a class. So I don't remember what night it was, a Wednesday night or something like that here. We did worship for it. You guys had asked if we the would Malachi help. Malachi class. Yes, yes, the Malachi class. And I, I went home. There was a night where Dan wasn't there for some reason. You were on a work trip or something. He wasn't there. And so I had gone by myself. And when he came back, I can remember saying, I've never heard teaching like this before. Like, there's something to this that I have to figure out because it's, I was, I was blown away just by the teaching from the Old Testament. Um, because I think, I don't know, like it or not, we can say as a church, like, we think this whole thing is true, but we don't treat it that way. We don't, we don't treat the early, uh, the Old Testament. It, we don't treat it the same as the New Testament. And I had always had kind of a struggle with that. Like, why is this all here? Mm-hmm. If, it, if we're not supposed mm-hmm. to do it, why does it matter? Why is there such, like God goes to such great efforts into explaining things and writing them out. And there's all these details and everything. If when Jesus comes, we're going to go, okay, doesn't matter anymore. Um, and for when I, when I came to the realization too, that it was like, and it seems like such a silly thing, but when the new Testament was written, there was no new Testament. Mm. So any reference that you come to in the New Testament that's talking about scripture, is talking about commands, like anytime you see that word, you have to read it as this is talking about the Torah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way that the Torah is talked about all throughout scripture is like it's held up in the very highest esteem, right? Like you read Psalm 119 and it's like, this is my desire, this is my how how can I seek this even more? Like, it's so good. It's such a blessing. It's life and light to me and everything. And why, how we can say that's true and then say it doesn't matter anymore or aren't you so glad we don't have to keep all that anymore? I mean, that's what people say around church. Like, oh, we're just so glad we're free from all that. We don't have to do that anymore. And it's like, those two things can't both be true. Right. So either this the whole thing is wrong or we're misunderstanding something. And so that's kind of the point that I came to that I was like, I was misunderstanding a big something um, about all this. And so it was just taking steps to try to learn more and... Mm-hmm. It took a long time. I can remember talking to you guys, like we were around you doing, like coming over for Shabbat or doing for a long time before we started doing it. And I just always thought, don't you guys know you don't have to do that anymore? You know, (laughs) like (laughs) you're not eating bacon. That's nice, but you don't have to do that. You know, (laughs) (laughs) um, and so anyway, it, it did take a long time and I still feel like there are texts that I come to and I'm like, wait a minute, I don't understand this because it seems like yeah. it's saying that the law is bad or that there's some sort of, um, like I think we've, 
scene in text where it's like, I was held captive to this and that wasn't really what even the text was saying. If you don't go and you look up the words, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. sometimes it's just the way that we come to the text with everything that we feel like we already know or have learned and and we we miss it or we misread it. Um, so. so then... Uh as you begin to say, okay, I missed something. And now you start to start consuming information, right? You're gathering your resources and, and um, how does God then begin to put it upon your, like open up what he's put on our hearts. Um, how does he move you down that path? And what did that look like for you and your family to say, okay, now that we now we know that there's here stuff that we need to know. How do you begin to make that a part of your life? I think um, for us, it started with Shabbat because it, it just seemed like, I don't know if it seemed like a natural first step maybe, um, but I, I also, I can remember we went to, uh, we used to do those retreats as a staff. Do you remember at, in Springfield? And that I felt like in a, a moment of worship, I wanted to try to talk about like all of the, the good things that come from retreat and kind of liken it to Sabbath and feeling like I was like just drawn to it in a way that I thought this is, there is something to this, even though I'm talking about it, I'm not doing not doing it, and, but I know that I should be. And I think I came home and I told Dan, and he was like, uh, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's the way, I mean, I went out dragging my garbage cans out, and, uh, and I'm just like, Ugh. it was like Friday night, and I'm dragging my garbage cans out, and I'm like, I got to keep Shabbat. Like, it was just like, just that, this is, this that. It's like the overlapping, it's that the Holy Spirit begins to like say, hey, I, I have more, for, there's more, there's more for you, right? Mm -hmm. So go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, but I mean, uh, it, was, it was waiting, I think some on my part to wait for Dan to come to that same like realization um, because you can't, if you're a family, you can't do it on yeah. your own. You know, one person can't decide to do this and the other person not be on board. So um, it was waiting and studying and we... So um, hang, I'm going to interrupt you again. Yeah. Because there are a lot of people that are in that situation who they're the only ones. So if you're the other half of that, then you need to get on board with your wife or your husband. You need to quit fighting them. And quit. I dare you to see what God will do to your family. Because this family right here, like, just the fact that Dan started off this whole thing with him telling us about what God's doing in his life is a result of Shabbat, keeping Shabbat, saying, okay, we're going to start applying this to our lives and the Holy Spirit moving in his life, right? And so you have no idea what God is going to do to your family, because that's the biggest thing that I see. Just, this is, God, he put it in place. These are blessings for your good, for mm -hmm. your benefit, 
right? And so if you're dragging your feet because you just don't know or you don't want to lose things, you are already losing way more than you know. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'll get off my soapbox and I'll let you go, Lacey. <laughs> um. Yeah, I I mean I think it's just it's now I um you know, where before I felt like I was kind of stuck and things were shallow. Now I'm just like, wow, I like come in the deep end of the pool and I'm just trying to keep up, you know. So it's I mean, I we because we have little ones, I don't have a great like I don't have a great time. Um, to say oh, this is I'm gonna because I cannot get up at four thirty in the morning. You know I can't. <laughs> not that I can't. I don't. I decide not to. When the alarm goes off, I hit the snooze button. <laughs> and um, so it's like every every moment that I can, I've got you know the whatever it is that I'm studying is going something in the car while I'm cleaning. While I'm getting ready in the morning, I've got my Bible out on, you know, on the counter in the bathroom, just trying to as much as I can to 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 learn more. But it's not like it was before to try to like get a prize or be the smartest or know it all. It's like <laughs> we have children who need to know. We we are the ones who it's our job to teach them. And before this, I felt like when we would talk about it, it's like a bedtime story and it felt like a fairy tale. So what's the difference? Because that is the, like, I I see people who have come into this and start studying and, like, Alex and Hannah, the Beeries, like Alex and Dan, and so, like, there's other people I could list, but I'm sorry if I didn't list your name, um, that, never talk about it, never do anything. And now they're like inviting people to their home for Shabbat or people are asking them because they see a change in their life and they're like coming to them saying, hey, I want to come over for Shabbat. And so I, you, there's like, it, it, you don't, when people begin to live out the commands of God and understand the text, you no longer have to tell people you need to be an evangelist. You need to tell your friends about Jesus because it just becomes who you are. And so can you speak, either of you speak to like, what? what's the difference? Why is it so different now that you're trying to get it as much as you can? You're giving up guitar because it's that important to, to who you are and to your life. The, to read your Bible because the majority of people, it's like, I'm going to do my Bible in a year plan so I can get the check mark or I'm going to do my 15 minutes or, uh, or we're, we're going to read Oswald Chambers or something. We're not even going to read like the scripture, we're going to read a book about the scripture so that we can mark it off. And so I'm wondering if you can bring like some language to that. What's the difference? Why? Yeah, well, I think even even this, uh, you know, studying this part of the Bible where we feel like we don't maybe understand as much can be an intellectual exercise. Mm-hmm. And I think the difference is putting it into practice because all of a sudden, when you get to Jesus talking about any, any number of things, you're like, oh yeah, I know how that feels. I know how that feels because this is what we do every week. Or, you know, like there are people in our lives who I feel like it's an intellectual exercise yeah. 
to try to just read as much as we can and know and have and be well read, be well read, and to be able to debate things, you know, that are in the scriptures. And it's different when you put it into practice and can say, "This is, I know how it feels to stop," you know, mm-hmm. each week, and the reasons that there was the struggle between the Jew and the Gentile. Like, I feel that because I feel that struggle right now between what we're doing and church people, you know, like it's, it's a struggle because there's just that, that difference of how we oh, yeah. are Romans, understanding it. The book of Romans just comes alive. Like I, you understand it when you're here and it's like Paul coming in and saying, you got some people that are trying to keep these things, some people that aren't, some people that don't even know, and how? Do, what does that look like? And yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I totally get it. Yeah, I read, I read Leviticus 23 this morning because that's where we're at and talking um, through the Torah with our kids. And it's like, I can read about all these feasts and I did before and it was like, blah, 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 words, 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 you know? And now I'm like, oh, okay. This is the part where it talks about the lulav and the etrog, and I am, you know, I'm understanding that because I've done that in Sukkot. Yep. You know, I've had that experience, and um, I, th- I think it's the same with all of, you know, all of these. Like I, I'm paying attention to what the words say because I need to know how to live it. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what changes how you navigate life and conversations because before all of this, like. Probably you or like me growing up in school and we felt like I have to get, I have to tell people, I have to tell people Mm. about Jesus, but you don't have the in, you don't like have, it's like a very awkward thing to like present what it is we have that you don't have, (laughs) you know what I mean? And so then we have kids and we're like, we know we're we're supposed to be reading the Bible to our kids. We know we're supposed to be teaching them, but you kind of feel like you're just pulling at things, like pulling things out of air and and trying to like have something to teach them whereas it totally turns around when now we do these things we live a certain way and so therefore like every day you're presented with opportunities to teach and to share and not only do you have to, you don't have to talk about it you don't have to like look for a way you to start a conversation yeah. the way you live brings about the conversations. And so all of the things that like my children go through that they come to me about, like, well, Torah talks about this. You know, Torah talks about the way we deal with our anger and our jealousy and, and gossip. And, you know, all these things like that we deal with with relationships with people when they're struggling with friendships, like... Torah talks about that. So like life presents all the opportunities we need and Torah has the foundation for how to respond. Which I think makes, you know, that sort of situation a lot more approachable, Mm -hmm. right? So rather than somebody uh, going for somebody or evangelizing to somebody, that's going to push them away because they have no... no, Context, mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, whereas, if your life, the way you live it, and your situations, they you draw people. 
in instead of going for people they come to right. you and it's it's not hard mm-hmm. right going is is hard but living you live every day if you live this way people are going to want to live like that and it's crazy that like you're saying we experience it that's Deuteronomy chapter 4 you read it and it says the nations will say Look how, look at these people of such righteous laws and decrees, how near our God is to us because of it. Like, people see it and they see wisdom because the Torah is, it is your wisdom. It, they see life. They see, like, the just the truth. And, you know, we had this conversation with some people the other day about our some of our kids, which I haven't raised all my kids yet. I really haven't fully raised a kid, so I'm not going to say that I know anything about parenting, but I'm very proud of my older girls. One's 18, one's 15. Almost 16, almost 16 in a couple of days. Huh? We, you guys are old. Yikes. We are old. <laughs> <laughs> we are old. We, we got started young. I was like 28 or 29. <laughs> I was older than that, I think. Anyway, um, we they were having the conversation about how they just think it's really it's really unique about our girls because usually when people grow up, they know so many people that grow up in like a conservative home where there's lots of rules because people, when they look at us and we're like, oh, we're keeping the church rules, but we also have like the Old Testament rules. So we have way more rules than everybody else. And they're like, usually they're really like, um, when they're not around their parents, they're it's always, don't do this, don't do that, grumbling or frustrated with it and, and he was. They were saying how it's not that way with our mm. girls, and and we were we're just we know what it is. It's like the truth of the scripture isn't rules. Mm. There's not rules that God gives us. These it's wisdom, mm. right? And so when you teach your children wisdom, they become wise. Then they can see culture for what it is. They can see situations for the lie that the devil has put it in. And it's not, I'm not allowed to do that. It's why would I want to do that? Mm-hmm. Right? And because it's wisdom and mm-hmm. understanding. Yeah. And you think about every author of any book of the Bible was like a student of Torah. Yep. You know, like yep. they, they knew it. And for us to think, we could go away from that foundation and and still be doing okay is crazy. Like, who? what great musician stops doing their scales because they don't think they're important or more, anymore, you know? I, or like, I don't do mine, so maybe. But <laughs> I, I don't either, that, and I just think speaks, how much better I would be if I did. Speaks to the musician I am. <laughs> Like, if you're good. I have to skip every fourth you note, the, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> or what athlete doesn't do their layup drills, you know I'm what sorry. I mean? Like, there's there are foundation, fundam- fundamental yep. things that you do, and that's that's what the Torah is. I just think as you read this, the passage you shared, where it says, now the Lord, now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. And we've, that's we what we it. use to say this is, we're free from it. Yeah. But the, the word freedom or it's liberty. And one of the meanings can be liberty is living as we should, not as we please. Mm. 
so the spirit, it's all, it's all that where he, it's written on you. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. That's the work that God has done to us. And he's written it on our hearts so that it, this has become our desire without fear of being smitten, like smite me, almighty oh, smiter. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we don't have to have that fear mm-hmm. because we have the freedom to walk it out as we learn it and as he continues to put it on us and put it in our heart. From one degree of glory to another, like you were talking to Anna today, like she's struggling. Like I see this sin in me. I see this yuck in me. I don't want to do this and I don't know how to stop. And you're just talking about, you you recognize it. Like that's the first step. You see it and it's just, it's part of the process. God's moving you, moving you, moving you. As soon as we get through this one, he's gonna show you, he's gonna show you the next thing. But it's freedom. Yeah, to, she liked it when I told her that. Freedom to live <laughs> as we should. you get past this, you'll have God will open up the next sin in your life. She's like, great. I'm like, <laughs> the rest of your life, babe. It's exciting. Camera one, camera two. Um, I'm Jillian, and I am 12 years old. I'm Nathan, and I'm 11 years old. What has changed since you've started learning more about the Old Testament? Um, you don't have to raise your hand. You can just say it. <laughs> um, we do all those holiday thingies. All those holiday thingies. Like what? What holiday thingies? Like um, Sukkot and... Um, Shabbat. The Day of Atonement, Passover, that sort of thing. Are you glad that that's what you do now? Why? Um, I like um, having Shabbat dinner every Friday night um, because it's like a holiday every week. Oh. Like it, it'd be like if Christmas or something were every week. Like spending time with you guys on the holidays. So, um, what, what, how is life different? Um, yeah, I'd say we behave differently, like not major difference, but like little things, um, even in like the eating, not eating pork, there are like so many things that we have to just be careful about. Um, but I think it's worth it. Because, like, um, at school, since we don't eat pork, like, I've gotten to have conversations with my friends about, like, why we don't do that. We go over to your house more often, I think. What about, like, on Saturdays? How, oh, how we, um, we don't do as much stuff. And we study the Bible a lot more on Saturdays. So what's your favorite part about doing some, doing this? Mm. Probably the juice and the bread. <laughs> the juice and the bread? Is that what you said? Um, Sukkot. Why is that? Um, because it feels kind of like a sleepover. Yeah. Um, and we get to 
um, like eat good food and enjoy company. What's the hardest part about doing living this life? Being different in, in like the way we do stuff. So what would you say to somebody who's trying to think about this and not sure what they whether they should do it or not? Do it. <laughs> Why? Because um, it's fun, and it really gets you devoted to God. Um, since we've, like, done Passover, I've read, like, we've read the story, um, and, like, because we've read it more, we know it more. Yeah. And is there, a, it's, it's different also because you're actually doing stuff? Right? You're not just learning stuff. So, you want to get in there, Nora? Say hi, I'm Nora. Hi. Say, I'm Nora. I'm Nora. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite holiday, Nora? <laughs> Do you know it's a coat or a Passover or Shabbat? <laughs> I would say most of the people that are listening or watching are in that beginning stages of like the Shabbat at the Campbells, right? Where they're being exposed and they're not really sure how it fits into their life or what that looks like. How would you... Um, give them guidance or wisdom in moving forward. That wasn't on the list, so you'll have to. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. Know, I didn't I, write that question. I didn't, I didn't rehearse that one. <laughs> I think that this is—it's the process. Um, we've been redeemed, Jesus, and I know you've brought up the passage in Acts where um, what do we do with the Gentiles? What do they need to do? Do these four things because they will be in the, the synagogue every, every Saturday and they'll hear Moses. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, that is the learning part, right? You have the redemption and then you have the growth mm-hmm. and the learning and so I really think that this is what's intended and, and, and stay with it. That would be my, my advice is just stay with it because my life has changed from personal experience. Um, I know your life has been changed and you had considered yourself quite educated before on that. And there's just been a wealth. claimed yeah, Well, it's just, it's a completely... <laughs> It's the correct way, in my opinion, to, to go about this, is get the knowledge to deepen your faith. Yeah, and I think um, there are all kinds of things out there that you can read. Even you can buy a Bible that has the commentary in it. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot that you can read, but uh, to be choosy um, about what 
the voices that you let speak into your life uh, because not everything that's written is great or true. Um, and so uh, find, find resources that are, are going to help you understand it because I, I just think we're fooling ourselves if we think we can come at this book that is so complex that is translated from language to language to language, you know, and think that we're just... In a different culture. In a different culture, in a different time, and think that we're just going to understand it easy peasy, you know, Um, that it's work. It's work to to study it, but there are things out there that are really helpful resources, this podcast being one of them. Yeah, and what other ones? Um, We listen to, um, or you can like read, it's called Torah Class, and it's a... just an online, it's online, it's free. Tom Bradford. Tom Bradford is the he teacher. Does a good job. Hashtag Tom Bradford. Hashtag Tom Bradford. <laughs> <laughs> he does a good job. He's very thorough. Yeah, it's yeah. an it's an investment for yeah, sure. But so worth it. Yep. But there are other things too. I mean, you have you use the, you know the the Bible that has like the rabbinic the commentary Kamash. that's. Mm-hmm. Help, yeah. Just in knowing, like it's, we can't think that we know it all by coming. You know, we have mm-hmm. to to stand upon people who have have gone before. And and if any of you who are listening or watching would like to reach out to me um, or us here at the Whole Testament, our email the Whole Testament at gmail dot com. Um, I did have somebody just on the the last one ask about resources, so. Um, just, I will be, will, we, whoever it is, fields the email, will be glad to put together a list of resources that you're, that will be helpful. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think something that we talked about early on that probably a lot of people feel is that you have to understand it all before you start something. Um, I know somebody else we've talked with had that just like overwhelming, just feel like, I have to have all these answers before yeah. I take this step. And I think it's the opposite. Mm-hmm. I think you need to just do the next thing, take one step in in the direction and God will, God reveals, God shows himself to you um, as you just walk in obedience. You don't have to have it all figured out. I mean, even if, you don't have to do all the holidays just because you say, well, I'm going to start keeping the Shabbat. That doesn't mean you have to have all the holidays figured out. I mean, it can be very overwhelming. Maybe do a Friday night and take a Saturday off. You know, like just do one thing. Mm-hmm. And there's, ble- you begin to see blessing in it. And you mm-hmm. gain confidence, you gain knowledge and wisdom. And it, makes you excited to do the next thing, to keep going. And I, and I will say to, to give it time mm-hmm. too. Like with the Shabbat, it took me quite a while before I really, I finally just had to kind of let go of everything that I thought I was losing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just, you know, I could see what was happening in my family though. We're teaching our kids the Bible. We, we've got a regular rhythm that, that we, and, and my kids know things. I, they know a lot. Yeah. Way more way than, more than, than we, I did. Yeah, you know. mine too. Yeah. And, and I, 
that's when you start to realize the blessing. But it took time. It's not like you can do it one time, especially if your heart's not in it. Mm-hmm. Your heart has to be in it. Um, but once it is, it, it's amazing. Yeah. And to come at it looking at it, not as just all this list of, oh, well, here's another thing I can't do, can't do, can't do, can't do, you know? And I think at the beginning, I was asking you questions all the time, like, you know, <laughs> do you guys do this or do this? You know, can you pop something in the oven even though we already have it made? You know, like just what what are the things that, and the the law often feels like that to us, like it's something that binds us or is all of these things that is can't. But to say, I'm going to jump into this and I'm going to start living the way that God wants us to, that's like just saying a yes, you know, to God, like this big yes. I'm all of these things that we get to do that we are doing that are things that please Him and and bring blessing. And so. Yeah, I think... Um just from, uh, we spent many years alone, right? Mm-hmm. And then God is slowly bringing more and more people into it. Um, and so I've got the great joy of watching people's lives change. And that's why, I'm, I mean, that's why I was like, we got to do a podcast because we've got to like broaden out this amazing thing that the reason... Uh, the reason why you don't have to worry about telling somebody who's um, moved down this journey to evangelize or tell them to read their Bible or tell them is because it has so affected the way we see our life and we see our world that it's it becomes everything. It's yeah, no longer like part of my life is I have faith and I go to church and sometimes I read my Bible and I pray. It's not that anymore. It's like, this is my life. And everything about my life falls into this. And to see people like you guys move, you know, into that. And to to hear stories of Dan talking <laughs> about the Bible with his guys in his band. It's like, I, I feel this just overwhelmed by it. To see Alex is gonna, we hopefully have some plans for future things going through kind of the, Torah, reading through the Torah cycle and doing a podcast on that. And Alex signed up to do one and he sent me his stuff and I about started crying (laughs) like when I read it because I'm like, this like isn't just, I'm going to do a devotional thing, you know, and say the same old stuff. This is like God is speaking and moving and he's changed my life. And it's the out, it's the overflow of the spirit putting us where he desires us. And it flows down like when we get together and ask questions and to hear the wisdom that your children, they're young, they're young. And the wisdom that they have, it's just, it's overwhelming. So for me, the reason why we do the podcast, the reason why we take our time to set this, all this stuff up and you guys can't see all the shenanigans that are happening on the other side of this camera, but... Like the reason why we do it is because it changed my life. I was a pastor's kid. I knew all the answers, sword drills. We were, and Jim, he's so smart. He knew all that stuff, man. We could just put everybody in their place. And then we realized we knew nothing, right? And 
I still feel that like all that I do know is nothing. And it's shaken me and changed my life and changed my family's life so much. I, I, um, I would wonder where our kids would be had we not found this, you know? Eating Lucky Charms, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd still be eating Lucky Charms if you guys had not found this too. <laughs> we have to buy the frosted shredded wheat. That's not the generic. You're right. Uh, Name brand. <laughs> Can't buy the these are all jokes for people that have decided they're going to change their diet. So <laughs> if you've decided, you probably think this is hilarious. If you don't, if you have yet to get there or you're not aware that marshmallows have pork in them, I just ruined your Surprise! life. So yeah. no lucky charms for you. <laughs> it's re- it's really okay. It's okay. But it's worth it. Yeah. It's, that's it's okay. worth it. Dang. It's so, you said that sarcastically. It's I just worth told it. the kids. That's like, if I missed one thing. It's, it's lucky, lucky charms. I do too. But it's all right. It's all right. Uh, I was trying to bring this to a close so we could turn these cameras off. That's all right. It's okay. Um, yeah. So for me, like, and for them, and for everybody who who takes that step to say, "Okay, we're gonna do this. We're gonna we. I believe that this is where God is leading me, and I'm gonna move in this direction. Complete life change, mm-hmm. complete understanding of God and your relationship with Him. It's so amazing. The Scripture comes alive. You can you you can read." in Kings and Psalms and Leviticus and where are we in oh, small group, Exodus. You can read all those things and it's like all coming, it's comes alive and it's coming together. And so that's what we're trying to communicate is <coughs> God is very specific. He's very intentional and he has greater plans for how we live our life. And he wants to bring us into that freedom and to tie it into like the holiday again. Passover, like the holiday of Shavuot is connected to Passover. It doesn't have a date of its own. It's 50 days from the first Sabbath of Passover. It's connected because God says, I took you out of slavery. Uh, you're You're no longer a slave to sin anymore. I took you out of slavery and I took you out to enter into a covenant with you to give you the best life, to give you, I give, he says it over and over, I give you life, you can choose life or you can choose death. And he's like, I, you were living a life of death, so I brought you into life, choose life. And it's true, and we've, we've lived it, we lived it. Um, faithful followers of Jesus, but just missing so much from what he desired from us and so that's why we're doing this and so I encourage you if you're on the fence if you're wondering or if you're just kind of half-heartedly putting in the effort to really get serious with God and say I need if you've written it on my heart then I need your Holy Spirit to move me and help me be smart enough to discern where it is you're taking I've been in John where it just talked about Jesus promising or talking about how he has to go away because 
He doesn't go away. The Holy Spirit won't come. And it mm. says, when the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide you into all the truth. For He will not speak on His own authority, but whatever He hears, He will speak. And He will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me. I just think He will, He guides. Spirit comes to guide us into truth by the authority of the Father. So, thankful. We have not come into any any truth or knowledge or wisdom without the guidance of the Absolutely. promised Holy Spirit. Absolutely. I'll pray. God, we thank you for this time uh, tonight. We thank you for those who are listening and uh, God, people um, wanting to deepen uh, their relationships with you. And God, we pray um, just that, that we would be a people who have open hands and open hearts and open minds, that we would allow your spirit to move and to work in us. God, we thank you for the ways that you have brought um, change into our lives. God, for lifting that veil and for revealing um, your truth to us. And God, um, I thank you for Dave and for Stephanie and for their influence on us and our family and for how um, you used them. You used them to to speak um, life and truth into us. And uh, um, God, we just pray um, that as you continue to uh, work in your world at where we see things that are kind of crazy happening all around us, uh, things that feel like uh, they're significant. Um, God, that you would help us to be faithful in following um, after you in putting your word into our hearts that we might know it not for our own knowledge, but for, that we might not sin against you. That um, we might be tools um, for your purposes and for your glory. And we thank you, God, for taking us uh, one step at a time, at a time, from glory to glory. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. listening to the whole testament we're on apple podcasts spotify and youtube so share the show with your friends and family and be sure to leave a rating and review you can also find us on all the socials by searching at the whole testament all our episodes are available at our website and you can listen to them by heading over to thewholetestament.com the whole testament is supported by people like you to help us continue the conversation head to thewholetestament.com and click on the donate tab. We'll see you next time.
we'll be letting, so that one will be coming out in just a few weeks. Nope. So the next episode will be coming, whatever. It'll be coming out and next. <laughs> the next episode will be that one. The I'm purred hardly, and then I'm here to say the next episode will be the episode we release next. <laughs>